This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, joining us this time round for the opposition view. Richard from the And He Takes That Chance podcast. Good evening. How are you? Yeah, good, Justin. Yeah, if we're going to talk about Ullisfield Town, though, that's when uh, things take a turn for the worst. But yeah, it, as a whole, mate, I'm in good form. Superb. Thank you, Richard, for joining us. Uh, it's it's a it's a real pleasure to have you here. I mean, you kind of intimated there you've had a difficult season you've had a number of managers and as we sit currently i think this you're residing at the bottom of the table but there are some things that i think uh, we might look at later on to see kind of what the uh, what the match on saturday might play out to but give us a give us your view of how the season has gone so far and what we should expect on Saturday. Oh, it's been an absolute disaster, for being honest with you. Obviously, we were 90 minutes from the Premier League, uh, Mm. and it was a bitter and cruel way to lose, obviously, the final with the VAR and the penalties that weren't given, etc., etc. But And then, just to cap it all, we lost our two best players to Nottingham Forest, who beat us. And then to cap it all even more, we lost a manager uh, just before the season who went to mm. Olympiacos, who was owned by Nottingham Forest owners. It was almost like he's on a one-man mission to, to destroy us, really, as well. So, yeah, real mess. And the, the big problem that we had is that uh, Carlos Corbran, who's four wins in a row, I think we're West Brom, they're on a bit of a uh, roll at the moment. But he left very near the start of the season, so it was a bit of a nightmare, really. I mean, if he'd have walked after the playoff final, maybe we could have got something in. Although the owner did say that Danny Schofield, who only lasted seven games, was always going to be the kind of next man in anyway but you know is he just saying that you know just to kind of make it look like we've got a contingency awful uh, first seven games uh, for Danny Schofield I think we won one and drew one and lost five and yeah he was sent on his way and then replaced by Matt Fotheringham in an experienced court kind of being a number two uh, in, in, in Berlin and uh, I think it's Paderborn the other, the other German team and, and somewhere else as well so yeah obviously he, he, uh, yeah he, he was at, he was at Ingolstadt for Ingolstadt, a bit sorry yeah that's and, right and, and he was at, and he's at Hertha Berlin under 
uh, Felix Magat, who, right. who who is either, if you're in Europe, is a great, amazing mm. talent, or if you're at Fulham, he's shite with bells yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. you, you pay yeah. your money, you pay your choice. But he's got, he's, he's, you know, he's worked in some interesting places. How has how has it felt since uh, since since Mark Fotheringham's taken over then in the in the in the latter stages of this uh, this season so far? Well, it's it's been a kind of a bit of a, a dividing thing for the fans because I don't know if you've ever seen him, but he doesn't mess about with his mouth, shall we say? So. Yeah, he's very confident. He says a lot of stuff, to be honest, and a lot of the stuff is a bit, what is he on about half of the time and, and as well? And uh, yeah, I mean, like, for example, on, on Saturday, we lost at Sheffield United Hour at the game and they, they won so comfortably. It was 1-0. And but Fotheringham was saying we penned them back all the second half. But I mean, I'd, I'd only had a couple of pints and that must have been a different <laughs> game. But does uh, come out with with stuff. But you know what? I'll, I'll give him his due. He's, he's made us more solid. Guys, uh, he says guys a lot. I've got I've got him that of him, but yeah, he's made us a lot more solid. But the biggest problem is at the other end of the pitch. Uh, I think you know we just don't score any goals. We don't create anything at all, and that's the biggest problem really. And you know what? Maybe Fotherman had come in at the start of the season and had the preseason, and it's a bit of a strange one because obviously the World Cup breaks kind of give him a what the inverted commas mini preseason, and we went to uh, Marbella. Uh, even more bizarrely, we took on Olympiacos, who I mentioned before. So the Marcelo yeah. playing against us, uh, he looks like he's. Uh, Enjoyed the high life over there. He's got a, a belly like my Marcelo now, but it was still, <laughs> you know, the game that we played, they, they were still, again, all the feelings were in that game, to be honest as well, not nothing created. So, yeah, I like the guy, but a lot of people said we should have gone with a safe pair of hands. And But I just look at, I always think of the match, what has he got there to kind of play with, really? The thing that was really successful last season, we had some really good loans, and we did it the season before as well. Emil Swift, obviously, smashing mm. it out of the park uh, with Arsenal now. And, and it probably, probably helped one of the big reasons we stayed up that season under Danny Callan. Again, I think 10 games, opening 10 games, we won one. And we were, but I thought we had like, we had a lot of. Premier League players there who kind of, as you probably know, I don't know if you get rid of all yards, but we had loads that just won't go because they're on such good money mm-hmm. and they're poisoning the club. And a bench looks great on paper, but these players didn't want to be there. So they were just sucked out all the money. A guy, Alex Pritchard, who went to Sunderland, he stayed up right till the end of his contract, no interest for playing for us. And typically scored the winner uh, or scored sort of the opening goal when we played them in, in November. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a real mess. But you know what? How can you go from like 80, I think we got 84 points last season, playoffs to, to that and yeah we've lost two good players but as recruitment's been really poor but I suppose you can't always get your loan market right can you it's that is the problem and Tino Anchorin's a guy who we had on loan last season didn't really feature injured kind of Chelsea starlet but again mm-hmm. unbelievably just that he just went on he got injured at the start of the season he played in he managed to get fit played in that Olympiacos game he looked like we're back in it and there's rumours now that he's rolled his ankles out for four months and, and so it's oh. like honestly it's this is where we're at and Honestly, yeah. it's got all the hallmarks of a relegation season. We can't score. We haven't recruited well. We, you know, struggling. The the fans a bit disillusioned. And I, I know you can look at the table and think, who else is going to kind of be down there? But I more look at it from, can we get to 48 to 50 points? And at the moment, it seems a long way off, guys. I will be honest. So, this sounds like a Watford. Uh, it sounds like us last this, season, doesn't it? So, yeah, <laughs> this sounds like Yeah, apart from the, uh, the, the Dulcet tones yeah. there, it sounds like like. A bit like us. Um, there's, there's two players, uh, Richard, that I want to sort of discuss with you that, that kind of stick out for yeah. me when I think about Huddersfield. One of them has got a massive Watford link. Uh, Mr. Hogg. Mr. Yeah. Hogg, uh, who, you know, who goes without saying for yeah. us. The other one, if we could start with him, is, is Jordan Rhodes. And yeah. you, just, you just spoke about goals. You know, he's a player that I, I think there was quite a few Premier League clubs not so long ago linked with him. Yeah. What, what What's kind of his situation at Huddersfield at the moment? 
You know what, Carlos, I think he's on his way out in January. He, he was sub uh, last week at Bramall Lane, getting loads of stick on the sidelines, obviously being next Wednesday at United, etc. But <laughs> the, the problem is, I mean, it's not a problem, but he's obviously a striker who just thrives on brilliant service. And last season, he was kind of interacting with Danny Ward. We only play one up front, to be honest with you. So mm-hmm. you never got, to be fair, Fulham has played him a couple of times, but Ward and Rhodes are two similar kind of strikers, really, as, as well. We've just got a guy, in, we had him in at the start of the season, Tyree Simpson from Mitchell, but he's been, again, he's been been injured and he looks he played his he made his debut coming on sub but he's totally different kind of striker really big guy bustly guy muscly guy almost like he's someone you could play maybe root well maybe a Troy Deeney kind of guy from back in the obviously not as good but so yeah I Jordan Rhodes obviously fantastic last season scored the goal there uh, that one is the game in the playoff semi-final yeah, against yeah. Luton that, that, sorry, uh, that, that, sorry we can sorry. we can end we can end this part we can end this podcast there oh of course yeah in the semi-final who, who, who didn't manage to get to Wembley that was yeah <laughs> oh, the yeah. froth that was uh, down there uh, for Mr. Jones, but obviously, yeah. Uh... Amazing, they moved on to a Premier League club. I don't, I don't know what to see there, but Southampton probably joining you guys maybe in the Championship next year. But no, uh, John and Rhodes, to me, I think is, to be fair, Father in in on an interview recently, it's almost like, you know, being a club legend, we won't stand in his way. And, and I think Ipswich are, are sniffing there to, to get him back, which is kind of interesting because obviously uh, he played there before. But yeah, yeah he's, pro- he's pretty brutal to say this, but he's probably just not ty- the type of striker we need. But there'll be people screaming and mm. say, well, what a striker like Rhodes with scores goals. But I can't emphasize enough guys how little we create and yeah. you need a striker that's going to do something a little bit kind of different really cause some problems like you know Simpson lots of like hustle and bustle you know then kind of guys backing into people and stuff like that we Rhodes is just not what we need right now so if he plays he, on Saturday I'll be surprised yeah he's always been a bit of a poacher rather than a kind of somebody who occupies the back the back four, as you kind of say in there, sometimes those those players are sort of underrated. You you mentioned obviously Forrest coming in, they they signed one of ours, but you lost Lewis O'Brien and Harry. Is it Toffolo? Toffolo, yeah, to that's yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, to them, has that been the you know the area in terms of the the, the concession of the goals as well as scoring goals? And, you know, is it, or is it just all over the park that yeah, it's not Lewis- working? Lewis O'Brien was midfield actually. Tuffalo was at a fullback, oh. and they both affect. Honestly, I think O'Brien, uh, even me, to be honest, I think we've missed him more, more than we ever thought. And it was quite funny last year when we had a little bit of a dip. There were some people saying O'Brien's oh, not all that, and this, that, and the other. And I was like thinking, hang on, I mean, he's carried our midfield like the last two, three seasons. And uh, <laughs> if we lost him, we'll be in big trouble. And yeah, it's been huge. There's another guy who he won't play on Saturday. He's getting out of West Brom to join Carlos Corbra, and a guy called John Russell who burst onto the scene. And him and O'Brien were kind of playing in midfield last season and since O'Brien's gone you've, John Russell's not been the same player he's leaving the club and it's incredible it's almost like we've lost three players Toffolo we were last season one of the big things with our fullbacks they got forward a lot we lost a guy called Pippa who again gone to Olympiacos there's so many kind of crossover stories here but these guys were always up on the front foot getting us forward and like I say the service was better but this year no and it's we've got two kind of reserve fullbacks now where we've got a guy called Kane Kessler actually I think he's meant to be a Villa starlet but again he's learning on the job he's made a few errors he's a young guy and yeah, we've missed them massively, but it's always hard to replace. And, and again, one of the biggest problems was Sofalo Brandon went so near the start of the season. Part of me wondered as well, we knew they were going, but obviously, you know, the people trying to get the best deals. It looked like Forrest, we knew they were coming in for him all along, but don't know what was going on. But it took like another month, two months to get them out of the door. So by the end of July, they've gone and it's like, right, who are we getting? And yeah, it's just one mess after another, to be honest with you. But huge losses for us. But you mentioned there Jonathan Ogg, honestly, uh, you know, kind of a, a club legend, really. It's been a bit of a strange one with him this season. So he's uh, 
a lot of rumours that in a lot of bust up there was talk about a training ground fight which Fotherham denied with Hogg and they don't see eye to eye etc but he has been injured uh, for some time obviously you know not getting any younger but again last season it's superb for us and what a signing for us I think obviously I always laugh because it always shows every time I sit in the office it always seems to show the uh, so that infamous Watford Leicester playoff yeah. and Hogg obviously played that mid yeah, yeah. in that or, goal or, and, yeah here's yeah. Hogg as we know him um, yeah, that's how we know him. Yeah, here's Hulk. Here's Dini is his pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. He came on a sub uh, for the first time. He's been out for three months. He came on a sub at Sheffield at half time on Saturday, and uh, instantly we looked better, to be honest with you. And if, I don't know if you're watching the Munch of games last season, they played him as a sweeper quite a bit, and it was quite interesting. So, again, an option. I know Father him talks him up, but again, I think we've got any chance of, you know, kind of staying in the division. Jonathan Ong needs to be fit and influential. and Let's hope he can be what he's been for many years for us, which has been brilliant. Marvellous. There's a couple of players that I wanted to kind of touch on just in terms of historically, historically for us and historically for you, but also one is still part of it. One is Ewan Roberts, who started his career at Watford, but he's a bit of a legend up at Huddersfield, isn't he? The, The toothless wonder. He is. It's a bit of a strange one there because I'm old enough to remember him. So the first season he signed, we signed him, I think, for like 275 grand. And in them days, that were like massive money, like especially for Huddersfield. And you know what? The first season, he was really poor. The crowd got on his back. What a waste of money. And kind of the price tag was weighing him down. And but honestly, the season after, we should have got promoted in the playoffs. We lost in the playoffs semi-final, but he was outstanding talisman and like it too, got that two front teeth missing. But what I think what we loved about him, again, I think kind of Yorkshire Huddersfield fans like just the work workhorse. I think that's why it's been difficult recent years. The, the game's moved on, hasn't it, from kind of, this sounds a bit disrespectful, but to the kind of you and Robert style strikers, the managers want people who can do so many different things. But you and Roberts was, yeah, perfect, really good with his head. Always seemed to be there on his feet. And yeah, we, we were good when we lost him, but yeah, he comes back and does, I think works for BBC Radio Wales, doesn't he? So he does a lot yes. of, uh, comes back and when he's back in town, uh, yeah, he's well loved. So yeah, it always brings a smile on my face, you and Roberts. There's no way that, that BBC Wales can let him go because he can actually speak Welsh. Welsh. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so you know, good good luck finding that on the open market. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welsh-speaking commentator. Also, by the way, Louis Teixeira, Ewan Roberts is spelt with I-W-A-N yeah. whilst you're looking him up on <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia. Uh, I'll tell you, just before you mention another player, we had a player that it were horrendous and he came from you. I think he must have been back in his career or Michelle Ngongi, I think. Oh, Ngongi. Did he do well for you? Because for us, he were uh, Danny Dyer, man. Listen, I think think we had him for one season, I think. (laughs) I loved him, Because he was part of a a, a team that got us promoted to the Premier League and he did score some goals, he'll always be affectionately thought of. But but is he a Watford legend? Possibly not. I mean, he was was all right. But I think, again... like 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 you used the word possibly. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he felt a little bit as if he was at the end of his career when he was with us, I think. Yeah. So I can understand your um, reluctance to big him up. He took a right punt on it. It was a right punt, wasn't he, I think? I think Graham Taylor saw him on a video or something, didn't he? And then, is that the player I'm thinking of? Yeah. Ronnie Rosenthal got him brought across because he said, yeah, he'll do that. But he was he was frustrated that mm. he wouldn't hold the ball up. And that's kind of why he kind of ended up ended up slipping out. For us, Ngongi was probably the dullest star in a really bright firmament in terms of <laughs> in terms of all of them going up. 
and he was he was sort of at the end kind of grabbing grabbing on the coattails but he you know he played in the playoff final for us when yeah. we won it so you know no fair play to a fair play to man we'd love to talk to him the was that the Leeds uh, playoff final no this was no, against Bolton no, no. Bolton in 99 2000 yeah that because yeah. that uh, went down really well up there that uh, Leeds <laughs> playoff final by tell you that well, well, well uh, yeah I'll do it I'll do it because I, I, I like to talk to the teams around Yorkshire, because it's very congested around there. And I always like to know, because I try and find out, you know, uh, Huddersfield, I look at it on a map and, it, and it's sort of surrounded, but you kind of sort of back onto the tail end of sort of Manchester as well. Yeah. But you do hate, I assume you hate Leeds, because that goes without saying. Yeah, but, that's a bit, you know, Br- Bradford City is one of them. I mean, obviously they've been in the doors oh, for a long time, but yeah. it's really weird because it's like, obviously you've seen all these Facebook fan groups where it shows a picture of an away end, etc. And there's always people having a pop in there. I don't know if you've kind of joined any of those or seen any of that on social yeah. media. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah we're shuffling that we didn't even uh, fill our tickets like but the Bradford people steaming out thinking hang on a minute guys we hadn't even played for like 25 years but I suppose you had it with Luton for many years and stuff and obviously now they're in the same division it's like and that's what worries me next season if we go and they might come up but obviously it kind of leads to probably the bit, the main one but Barnsley's an interesting one because Huddersfield and kind of Barnsley's really uh, some part of the Huddersfield's kind of on the border with Barnsley so mm-hmm. it's really weird but for Barnsley it doesn't mean, kind of mean anything for me because I'm a big in West Yorkshire but if you go over there for some people that is like do or die and in, in the local pubs and stuff they're, they're desperate to when it's like a major derby so I always find that quite amusing really you know, when we played them although again last year they had an audible season maybe we're following their template losing in the playoffs and maybe going down next year I hope not but honestly it's, it's, we're yeah, getting yeah. to the critical stage now I just, I just love I just love the fact that you all hate Leeds so much it j- cheers me up I think <laughs> we do as well well we do yeah. as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, we asked the same question to Rotherham and to Hull, and they basically said, yes, no, we hate everybody, but <laughs> but especially Sheffield Wednesday as well. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they don't, they, there doesn't seem to be much love lost there either. That's always good to know about the rivalries. The player I thought I'd mention was, and I'll give you a clue, he had an extremely long throw. Watford signed him from Sheffield United, Lee Bromby. Now, yeah. we had him as a centre-back. He is currently, I think he is still, your head of football operations. Yes, sir. I'll how's, give you a bit. He, how's he viewed? Yeah, at the moment. Yeah, I'll give you a bit of a, a secret. So I'm a good friend of Lee Bromby's, and I spent a lot of time uh, when he was at Watford uh, watching a lot of games. I went to the playoff semi when you lost to Hull, when they yeah. did the pitch oh, afterwards, and, and, yeah. and amazing how the Watford fans just restrained themselves that day because it were horrendous, wasn't it? But yeah, I re- we we spent a lot of time in uh, in Watford as St Albans and, as well. So yeah, he's had quite at least had quite a meteoric uh, rise like Huddersfield. So he uh, he was like a coach uh, in like the under 18s and all of a sudden and he's our director of football and you know what football is just like cutthroat business so last season he was hailed as the best director of football ever because he got all the loans right and because obviously we've not got the greatest money to spend but the, the players we got in were really really good and and then this honestly bizarre when we played Blackburn like, a month or two ago there's a banner held, at, held out saying Bromby out which is really odd because it's like he's had his budget slashed like every other season and he's expected to bring in like top quality signings and you're not going to always get it right so found it really weird but yeah, Lee's a, a good friend, a friend of mine, his dad. God, the number of times we went to Watford, like on a Tuesday night and got home at like three or four in the morning and I had to go to work. It was, it was crazy as well. Uh, yeah, and then, I remember that fish shop as well in the town centre. But yeah, he loved his time at Watford as, as well, obviously. Yeah, I don't think Brendan Rodgers, so I, I, but Eddie Boothroyd and, and Lee, obviously Eddie Boothroyd brought him in. And yeah. I don't think he probably saw the best of Lee uh, at Watford as well. But I know uh, the Golden Boys, uh, he always used to cut, He'd call them as well. So, yeah, a place close to his heart and, and no doubt will be renewing acquaintances with anyone who's maybe still there from that uh, era on Saturday. Brilliant. 
brilliant. Well, I think I think Lee Bromby was pretty well considered, really. Around yeah, that time. Yeah. I mean, it, it was difficult because was with Aidy Boothroyd, it, it, back? yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that team well. There were John Eustace, Boothroyd, Doyle, oh, yeah, Gavin Mann, Strike Gavin Mann, yeah, yeah, probably Darius were, uh, Henderson was knocking around. And yeah. Yeah. I still thought that season you should have gone up that, uh, yeah, we should have. I remember, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. It, didn't, it didn't quite work out in the first leg, and Phil Brown and his. Big mouth still sticks in my throat that day, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a horrendous couple of games out of those semi-finals. Yeah. Darius yeah, Henderson was... won it up front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. quality. Yeah. yeah. When you talk about physical, you know, players, yeah. he, he, he yeah. was... He was the hallmark of that. He was brilliant at that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Some good families and stuff there, because that players' lounge, used, they used to be so nice people that were there, you just like working there, and uh, yeah, no, good memories, that. Excellent. Oh, I'm glad we oh, could uh, is, remind you of those a, days. This is an excellent loving. This is Shorty, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Enjoy the game. I yeah. thought I would just. I thought I would just, and it's it's interesting to to find out since the Potsos took over, which was in 2012. Yeah. It's the kind of ten year ten year anniversary. You probably don't know, but but I for, for me, I think Huddersfield games have been something of a kind of a marker for things. So, mm. for example, 2012, you won't remember you lost two three at home to us. We came up, but it was Deeney's first full game. Out of Nick, he went. He he, he went down, and he, he came out of Nick. He played the second half against Bristol City, and then we came up to yours. We're two one down, and he put in the penalty at the end to to, to get us going and getting three yeah. two. And that that really started one Deeney's, you know, the second part of Deeney's career at Watford, which was really mm. that meteoric rise. That's later on that season was when everything clicked. Under we had Gianfranco Zola, and we were playing some lovely yeah. football, and we did for you four nil. But we scored an unbelievable goal from Christian Batocchio. There you go. Mm. Go and look that one up, Louis. He was he was a, a <laughs> fabulous little player, but it was a real team game. But then you had some games against us where you absolutely kicked our yeah, ass. Yeah, I, I remember coming down that last game of the season. I think it was a oh, meaningless game. Red hot and uh, yeah, I think Danny Walker yeah. got that trick. But yeah, yeah and, and and the Premier League one always sticks in my mind because that that's when I thought, wow, that probably the last time I ever felt wow, we had a proper team and that was a proper win. Obviously, yeah. you know, I think we we beat you like four one, but then it was. I, yeah, Absolutely. but mostly other times you beat. I remember you beating us four two. I think the season after, or might have been. Yeah, yeah. Well, I it, was, it, it was interesting because the four one was at the end of Beppe Sanino. We thought would be yeah. Beppe Sanino's last game, and we thought, well, he's going to be sacked in the summer. We actually kept him. He played about five or six games at the start of the season. Got us kind of going okay, including absolutely you're right the four two. Where at the end, I think I think it felt like we were hanging on because it was three two. We yeah, went we were in the men. game and then we were out of it quickly. Yeah, I remember and that. Then, yeah. And then Alman Abdi scored a beautiful yeah. curling goal to fit to football. Well, 
beautiful from our perspective, obviously, yeah. you know, or horrible from yours in terms of that. So that that was a, a fascinating one as well. So there's been some real games whereby it's been kind of I, this way and that. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to say something. You know, uh, Ben Foster was full of shit housery in terms of uh, time. Oh, I know what's coming here. Yeah. I, tell you, I, I tell you, I tell you, used to write, get on my tits, Smithies. Your go- yeah, uh, the goalkeeper. Well, we've got My another... God, he could time waste. We've got another oh. shithouser, mate, now, Lee Nichols. Don't you worry about that. If, uh, if, uh. if we have the audacity <laughs> to have a shot, never mind a goal. But expect, uh, yeah, expect kind of messing him up from one side of the penalty area to another. Yeah, it gets on my nerves, time wasting. He's just, you don't get your value from one. Yeah, he played balls that hardly ever didn't play in it. But he just seems to be accepted as part of the game when they should. I was going on my soapbox here. But they, there's so much they could do to stop all that for me. But they just let it roll. It's, it's pathetic, really, now. It's, it's just part of the game, isn't it? I don't like it. No problem with that. Soapboxes here practically encouraged, <laughs> almost mandated, to be quite frank. That's excellent yeah. stuff. I wanted to come on to uh, why your podcast is named And He Takes That Chance. Yeah, well, just a, a piece of iconic commentary, really. Just when we got won the playoff final in, uh, in 2017, yeah, against Reading. Yeah, just Christopher Schindler, yeah, has a chance to write his name in Uddershire Town Legend, and then he scored and he takes that chance. And yeah, incredible. Uh, obviously, dates. Honestly, that's only five years ago. It feels like 55. It's been brutal since uh, we had a <laughs> season to like like you did last year, really, where the second season of Premier League just waste of time. We were down by Christmas and it's horrible, isn't it? Just getting beat every other yeah. week. I, I remember last year watching your game at home to Liverpool, just like, because I, I just thought... Thanks yeah, for reminding that, me of that one. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just thought, you guys just won what we did, just the season it went so you could kind of go again. But, you know, I suppose one, back, one question back for you, does it, obviously going up and down, part of you thinks that, because other still fans are like, oh, I wish we could have like be going up and down. But you know, when you get players in and out, loads of foreign players that maybe don't kind of get the ethos of the club, or you know, you have—is it just you're kind of happy with that, or your, your club is just mad? It's up and down all the time, isn't it? This, that's a brilliant question because I don't think really any of us know the answer to it. it, it, it mm. I'll be honest with you: when we were in the Premier League and we were getting hammered week in and week out. And you just touched on it there. I was like, please let this end. Because it, it's, it honestly, it's life-sucking. And you, and you think, I'm paying all this money to yeah. go home the way to watch this shit. Battery, it, it, yeah. It's awful. But in the championship, do you know what? You're not going to win every game. Yeah. You know you know that. But my God, what a league it is. You know, yeah. in, term, in terms of you can throw a, a you know, a five-game streak together, you'd be top of the league. You could lose five mm. games. You can be in the bottom half. Yeah. It's it's just bongo. So for, for in, in terms of a football fan, I love the championship. Yeah, me but, too. But in terms of money and, and where you want to be as a, as a club, yeah. you've got to be in the Premier League, yeah. haven't you? And it, it is, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one to, to manage. So just another one, though. You know, is the hunger, like, still there? Like, obviously, you've been up loads of times because, for example, last year, I, I still can't believe it, but, like, so we're, we're used, to, used to swimming, but we had, amazingly, at the stars aligned, we got promoted to the Premier League. But even last season, when we were on this amazing rule, we couldn't sell out in the Championship player final. And the number of people who will get battered every week, do we really want to go up? And honestly, it's incredible, but... And I'm just thinking, wow, it's almost like this is, guys, this is what football's about, you know, going with the big boys. But do you ever kind of feel that, that here we go again, another, <laughs> or is it just this is football, just accept it, get up and up, it's a bit better than it was before? Is that, I've always we've, wondered that yeah. with Watford, guys. <laughs> we've, we've said before that being in the championship and trying to go for, trying to get up is a bit like basically going, you know, kind of going into a competition where the, where the prize is an evening and a dinner out. And then when you finally get you finally yeah. get promoted, and you find out that it's it's Pizza Express in Woking with Prince, with Prince yeah. Andrew, so it's like you know you, you, you know you know you're going to get done one yeah, way or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, and and nobody's going to in- no, no, nobody's going to want to look at any of the pictures later on either. But you know, uh, so cheap date though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you've got to kind of. Uh, I, I think we've still got to go for it. Personally, I think genuinely, if you could win promotion and get the money, but That's stay where you are, I think many people yeah. would because it's you want competitive football. You want to go week in, week out, and that's the great thing yeah. about the championship. Yeah. We think we're going to beat Hull City, yeah. but then we turf up yeah. and no, no, you don't. It's not yeah. that easy. It's 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 a bit attritional. Someone said that to me last season at Wembley. Said if I'll take a win today, but just to say it Forest, you can go up. And in the end, obviously they won the game. But I can kind of get where they're coming from. Really, it's like you're almost like relinquishing happiness. But but again, I don't know. It's uh, you know next year if we're at I Forest think- Green and and, and Markham and Fleetwood, <laughs> could well be. I bet I'll remind everyone <laughs> yeah. of that. You know, yeah. remember when you said that? I yeah. think I think, it, I think there's a a time to go up, and and I'll, I'll pinpoint something for us guys when we lost the playoff final against Crystal Palace. Yeah, everybody at the club was like, we have to go up. You know, we, mm. it, it's our time to go. Up. Looking back, it was the wrong time to go up because we we would have come straight back down that following season. Where you know last season when we were we we obviously got promoted, the recruitment side of things let us down, which is the big thing for Watford. The recruitment's been piss poor. You touched on it at the very start of yeah. this uh, this podcast, and and that's what we need to get right. There's no point in going back. All right, for the money, yes. But from a from a fan's point of view, there's no point going back unless you're going to be competitive, and 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 being competitive means finishing out that top that bottom three. Yeah. But for me, in in terms of the size of our club, yeah, I think I've, yeah. I mean, there's been days for me where I've been in the stand watching the warm ups, and I've seen in front of me the likes of Ibrahim Ibrahimovic, Rooney, Pogba, and all these players warming up in front of me, and then we've done, gone and done them three one, and you think, my God, that's some of the Top yeah. talent in the in the world yeah, on yeah. that pitch, and we've just done them three one. So days like that, you think, oh god, you know. But then yeah. there's days of being in the prem or seasons of being in the prem like last mm. year, where you were losing at home to Wolverhampton Wanderers, yeah. and then we had a, a streak of eleven home games on the run, losing them. It, it mean, was eleven just... straight, and it was fifteen games mm. lost out of the nineteen. But of two of the games we played at home, as you say, we beat Man United. You've got to save no, those. Nil, wasn't yeah. It's just attrition. We, bought, I think we, we, we beat four 0 didn't we, Pete? Wasn't it four 0 We beat United or four one. Four one, I think it was. I think yeah, that's what hard for me. Um, to be fair, we get now and again in a championship. But you know, like after twenty minutes, and you're one down. When you can't score, you just you might as well go home because, like, you know, you're not going to come back. Yeah. You know, one and done. Yes. We call it. It's like unfortunately <laughs> it happened at Sheffield on Saturday. But it's just you're just thinking. I know it sounds brutal and people are slaggy off for leaving, but it's like I mean, we were two 0 down at Chelsea at half time. You've lost. Too fucking cold to be out there that's what yeah. I know. <laughs> I feel more snow than us aren't you at the moment Jesus. southern guys <laughs> right. we're never at the end of it on telly I was that's filming myself snow. yeah I was filming myself uh, leaving on 70 minutes every game last year going well I'm off again now I can't be bothered to watch any more of this <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I, I saw more games in the bar watching it on telly than, <laughs> and I was in the ground I'm, you know I've got this yeah. ticket I'm like turned into alcoholic didn't you then I would say mate in that second season Jesus Christ oh yeah yeah. that that word turned was unnecessary never mind right anyway right so I think we need to get to where the rubber hits the road in terms of the predictions for this weekend now interestingly the last game against Hull traditionally the EFL have done shite but Ant from to Hull and back actually he went for 1-1 and it was 0-0 so he gets two points not enough to drag the EFL 
off of the bottom of the table, but enough to bring them within touching distance. But we always start with our guest. So you're representing the you know the, the EFL themselves, and all you need to do is give us a give us a figure that you think the final score is going to be on on Saturday. Here we go. I'm got my politicians that head on here. You know what, Pete? Honestly, <laughs> we were discussing this. This is a real difficult one because part of me is thinking of looking at the table. You're fifth, and you've got a lot of fast players, and 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 there's so many home games recently when we've just kind of set up shop to just like sit back and let you have the ball for ages, and we might sneak one on the break, almost like we're playing at home to Liverpool or something like that as well. So, but then part of me thinks now we've got to start winning games. So again, I'm not giving you a, a prediction here. I, honestly, yeah, it sounds bad. I, I think you'll beat us two one here. You know, I think you'll beat us two one for Watford. No, 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 no. This yeah. is this could be clever money. This is interesting. Um, so guys, two one is gone. The people then can't repeat the scoreline that's gone. But we go to Carlos, who is still in second place at the moment. More more for any reason than basically both of them are as bad as each other. But, Carl, what are you going to be going for away at... Is it still yeah. the Macau point? Is it still the Macau point? What's no, it called the John days? Smith Stadium, mate. Horrendous bit of stadium. Oh. I don't mind. Do you know what? As an away fan, it's all right. And, and can I just say before I give my prediction when you were in the Premier League, that that was the loudest ground to go to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was no, loud. No, it was. Yeah, it was super, super atmosphere. <laughs> well, it um, was. And also, I remember the, the season, you know, your, your second season, obviously, which was fateful, when we went up there. And we, we, yeah. we, beat, we beat you 2-1. Well, we yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't that easy. We had two no. moments in there. But, it, you know, when you're down there, everything just goes against you, doesn't it? Yeah. Igalo um, scored, I think, didn't he, that day? I think I remember. I think it was Delefeu. It was Delefeu. Sorry, yeah. 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 Oh, they scored a beauty in that first game. I remember that. We were on yeah. fire that one of the goals of the season. That I remember it. Angle. Anyway, give me a prediction, Carlos. Yeah, here we oh, go. Well, well said. Well said, Richard. Yeah, Somebody me, finally yeah. doing my job for me. Go on. Well done. <laughs> I, I think after the absolute shite that I saw on Saturday and the fact, and I'm going to say it. Sunday, mate. Get your day Sorry, right. Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Sorry, Sunday. Um, and the injury crisis that we currently have, I'm going to I'm going to go for one all. Ooh. Because I'm going. And I and I know Ooh. we're not going to turn up. Oh yeah, yeah. These the kiss of death, if anything. Yeah. So we turn to Justin. Justin, your favourite score of one all. Yeah. Gone. He's doing it on purpose. You're just I doing it on purpose. Yeah. Possibly. You are. You don't. Possibly. You don't think it's going to be one all. You're just no, doing. I think that. we're going to win three nil. Yeah, I'm but you. Yeah, I see tactics. Eh? We, um, we'd just like to see you try to work it out. That's all. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, I mean, we don't have a midfield, do we, as such? No, we don't, no. We don't. That's a good point for Richard. And we haven't scored any in the last two matches. So, (laughs) well, we haven't. Um, Someone put something out the other day. I think it was Anthony Matthews put out. I'd like to point out we've had uh, five clean sheets in the last seven matches. And I said, and the opposition have had two clean sheets in the previous two. So I think I'm going to go for a nil-nil. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go yeah. for another nil-nil. Cause I, I, so, so basically what's happened here Oh, Peter doesn't predict. He just no, he just hosts no, no, it, no, mate. No, 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 no. The Huddersfield no, no, no. fan has said that we're going to win, and we've both gone that we're going to draw. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, well, that's football. This is like I'm going to out-depress each other. Hello, and welcome to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes, sponsored by the Samaritans for the championship. Yeah. Well, honestly, we haven't looked like scoring, have we really? Really? In the past two no, matches, I suppose Manoy missed a bit of an open goal, but I mean, I can't even, I couldn't even predict that the, the team that's going to be out on Saturday is Saar back. Do we know if Saar's back? Will no, Saar I, don't, I, I, I think there's, there's something cooking underneath there. I, I don't know if we'll see him again. What again? Ever again? I, I, well, just I don't know. I could be completely 
wrong, but I just got a funny feeling. Yeah, he might have um, might have cooked his his goose. His well, very seasonal. Well, well for Christmas. very seasonal. C- certainly, the hope for for you, Richard, is the fact that when we played Hull on Saturday, five of our six midfielders. No, that's not true. Four of our six midfielders were injured. Within ten minutes, five of our six midfielders were injured, <laughs> and so Yao Pedro, our creative, dynamic, get all around the front line player, was dropped into midfield where he did a fine job, but mm. far less creative. Not, and yeah, uh, okay. yeah and and chanted us about. So we're kind of, it's going to be interesting as to be who's going to be sitting in the centre midfield as a, as a sort of a ball winner slash kind of defensive shield because we don't have anybody there. And the one player who played for 90 minutes in midfield on, on Sunday had previously not been playing for about the last four months through injury so I'm just saying you know he's he's put together with uh, with super glue and hope at the moment so we shall see we shall see <laughs> Justin's but, nil nil's looking good then eh? I'm telling you mate I reckon that's the no, one I reckon that's no, the one to be honest good. we'll see we'll no, see it's been a pleasure chatting to you guys I've enjoyed it reminiscing about Vicarage Road man it's good Good times. Yeah. Ngongi <laughs> and Lee Bromby. There you go. There's two players that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a five-a-side team. That's yeah. the start of a five-a-side team there, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Very you good. and Roberts up front as well. Blimey, you're doing all right there. I remember yeah, him well. scoring a, a, against Man United when he was about 16 for Watford. Yes. He was really, yes. really young. 85, one, 86. One-nil win. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And came on. Yeah. And uh, uh, and he smiled and nobody knew because it didn't light anything up because yeah, okay. it's, it's it's a dark void. In that <laughs> well, mouth. Well, it really was, is. He was so young. We thought his big teeth were still coming through but uh, yeah no I remember you and Robert really well oh, it's been great we must do this again as well by the way when um, when you're coming down to us um, yeah I look forward to it yeah I'll try and be on that trip definitely Richard it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you thank you very much for giving us some of your time look forward to coming up to Huddersfield at the weekend and uh, we'll catch up with you soon thank you very much yeah I loved it drive safely guys all the he's best not, he's not bloody going it's going to be cold Oh, listen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alice, you'll get change out of a fiver for a beer in uh, I know I will. I've been, I've been be a shocked. few. Go, I've been go a few... away when you give you a fiver. You'll get some money back. I've mate. been a few times, mate. I love it up there. I, I, <laughs> very quickly, very quickly, very quickly. Oh, I once, I, no, no, I once. We are travel... rubbish at ending. <laughs> Shut up. I'm talking. <laughs> I was once on my way to Huddersfield and, and we stopped at this pub and this this old gentleman said, oh, go go to this little village, you'll, you'll recognise it. And I went to this little village and it was lovely, it was beautiful. Didn't fucking recognise it. But apparently it was where they filmed Last of Last the Yeah, great yeah, place, beautiful. Yeah, it's stunning. Good pubs, nice scenery. Yeah, what more yeah, do you yeah. want, man? Fantastic. Yeah, it's lovely up there. It's nice. Yeah, nice then you get into the shield and then it goes a bit wrong. But yes. yeah, it goes a little bit downhill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I'll get Carl, for this. Carl, I know I'm old, but there's no need to start bringing out sympathy last of the summer wine fucking references for me. <laughs> Nora Batty. Nora, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good God. Good God. That's my wife. You leave younger her viewers will be like googling this, like oh, last yeah. of the what? Yeah. yeah. No, we like to put things in. For the for the younguns, yeah. Um, and by the way, Carl, you might have to drink brown beer because I think that's quite popular up uh, that part of no, the world. No, no, no. There is no? plenty of disco piss available. Oh, is there? Uh, yeah, okay. I can assure you, I can vouch for that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, well, that'll keep him happy. We better let you go. Well, Thank you very yeah, much. Cheers, Richard. We've, yeah. we've got. Hold on. Hold on. I oh. just remembered something. Oh, we're so shit at Yeah, we're so shit Carl at endings. coming up. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm editing, never mind. Right. <laughs> Carl, whenever he comes up to anywhere, we try to force him to eat one of the local delicacies. Now, do you remember the chip shop in the town centre? 
what is what what is kind of the local delicacy that we should force him to try when he comes up to Huddersfield? Well, you know what? It's a bit dull this, but that that chip shop shut down. If I'm thinking the same one you did, but we've finally got we've got some good pies and some good pasties, and it's it's yeah. all locally made because we had these carers coming from. We've finally got them out, so honestly, they're worth just getting into the ground and getting stuff in there. It's not your normal. Uh, Pants, gonna... it's good. And, and we do as our podcast supposed by Magic Rock Brewing and they do the beer for the ground as well. You'll see it plaster behind the standard and oh, that's good are. as well. So I, normally I when it's that, rubbish mate. in the ground, I can do that. Worth it, I can mate. do that. I got given, and I think this has happened twice to me, when we were coming out the ground, there was like a couple of ladies or, or people at the at the exit of the away end and they <laughs> yeah. were giving the, the stuff they didn't sell, they were giving out to people, like the wow, pies and more, the pasties. Man. Yeah, man, it's wicked. Mate, awesome. This is they're going to have to do that on Saturday to get people in. I think that's you know, <laughs> free pie if you come in. Free pie, off mate, you go. Yeah. Sold out, yeah. No worries, but yeah. Excellent. My recommendation. Mate. Thanks right. for brilliant stuff. Pies and everything. Bad. Cheers, Richard. Thank you, Cheers, guys. Cheers, Bye. Cheers, Tada. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.